And so then that ended in calling the cops because he like did some crazy. He took my, he got paranoid that like I was gonna see somebody else or I was gonna talk to somebody else. And he took my laptop and like slept with it. And like, then like took it downstairs. It was like this big thing. And I just like, I went so online. You think like not having the laptops can prevent me from fucking somebody? I know, somebody? I know. It was the people weirdest thing. People have been fucking thing. people since before laptops. Yeah, it's like our, like, our, like our parents' generation had to learn how to cheat on each other without the use of <laughs> technology. But first, a word from our sponsors. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. What's up, all you clerks, jerks, J-Bobs, and Jizzmoppers? This is Billy Presida, and you're listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Merrill, everybody, right? Whoa. Wow. I I know what you're thinking. And yes, some yeah, I know. Look, I it's up to her. That's all I'm gonna that's what I'll say. That's what I'll say. Merrill's mom tipped me 40 bucks on Venmo over the weekend. So if you're not at least at the $2 tier on my Patreon, I mean, what's your excuse? She listened to one episode and she's in for 40. How many hundreds of shows have you heard? Come on now. Come on. Come on over. Come on over. Come on over, baby. Um, <laughs> so I, I texted Meryl. be like, um, your mom's very cool. To which uh, Meryl replied, she left me a voicemail and all it said was, so... Are you going to make it work with Billy? Click. <laughs> so, you know, she knows I'm interested, I think. I hope you all enjoyed, uh, you know, that little that little flashback for Billy. And I hope you all enjoyed hearing me talk to like an ex, but not just someone I've hooked up with, but like someone who, you know, clearly there's chemistry and um, someone who left an imprint. I got another ex on this week, I got another former flame. Uh, I've got on this week, Michelle. And Michelle was my first like proper date. I think she was after Meryl, right? But she uh, she was like my first date where like, we're going to meet up together uh, like while the sun is still up. Uh, our first day was we went for a walk around her neighborhood. It was quite cold. I was like, this is what a date is. I haven't done one of these in a, in a few years. Let's I was like, what's it like to go on a date where we're also not like planning out the sex we're going to have at the end of the date? I forgot. I should probably give that a go. Uh, You know, spoiler alert, didn't really work out with Michelle, but we'll talk a little bit more about that during the episode. I, uh, I'm uh, my first day out of my isolation of COVID. That's what's happened since last time you heard from me was uh, Billy got the Rona for time number two. Happy to uh, be, be you know, have shots and stuff. So that was not serious. But yeah, it definitely uh, sucked being home alone. You know what there needs to be? There needs to be like an online dating service for just like people with COVID and people who don't think COVID is real. And I think if we can just, you know, take the latter group and like kind of utilize them for the former group, it would make isolation just so much less miserable. No, I could not utilize the glory hole. Stop it. I know some of you were thinking that. Uh, I'm going to skip show dates this week, but here's a show date I can tell you about. Tomorrow night is hot, ooh, ee, ah, ee, ah, ooh, hot movie night. That was me 
hot movie nighting over hot coals. Uh, folks, hot movie night it is our night in the champagne room where we gather together as fan whores and we uh, watch a porno together. Tomorrow night, we are going to be watching Debbie Does Dallas, a 70s classic. Tomorrow, Thursday, November 17th, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, head on over to our Discord server. Oh, and I forgot to mention, you got to make sure you are a Patreon member to gain access to our private channel where we view the film. And a little shout out to hotmovies.com for unofficially making the night happen. I'm pretty sure promo code manhorse still gets you 20 free minutes. Damn you, Kevin Smith. Wow. Uh, okay, so some of y'all may have seen this in my Instagram story. Are you not following me on Instagram yet? Folks, link in the show notes. What are you doing? Uh, I, I, some of y'all may, see, may have seen this on my Instagram story. I uh, used some of my isolation time to finally watch Clerks 3. Now, that word and that number for you might not mean anything, in which case, listen away. And if you also are a disciple of the dogma creator and you haven't seen it yet, I'm going to try not to spoil, but maybe fast forward if you don't even want to tonally know what's going on. Uh, but, you know, I, I've been a Kevin Smith fan ever since I saw Dogma on HBO in like 2000. I was like 11. And some kid at school said that there was like an entire universe of those characters. I was like, really? And made my mom take me to Blockbuster. And at like 11, 12 years old, I, I was insisting she allow me to rent movies like Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy. Do I understand the jokes happening in these movies? No. I'm a virgin. I have not smoked pot. I don't have a lot of friends. But like dick and fart humor, I kind of, I could get. I understood the movies enough, and I would go on to watch them all like dozens of times over the years with and without DVD commentaries. I'm, I've been invested in, these, in, in this universe of characters for like over 20 years, and I've been waiting for Clerks 3 for like 15 years. And if you don't know this universe, the only thing you need to understand for my emotional attachment to these people is that... Clerks is about uh, being in your 20s and not knowing what you want to do with your life. Clerks 2 is kind of about being in your 30s and not knowing what you want to do in your life. And Clerks 3 is about being in your 40s and not, you know, that's, you get it. So I've gotten to watch these characters grow and mature as I've grown and matured. And without giving away too much plot, but both the main characters are dealing with some loss of relationships of people and very important in their lives. And it was eerie how much overlap there was, how, how much this movie was resonating with me. Because also on Saturday, um, Wallet No Lady and I had what felt like a pretty conclusive 40-minute phone call. I, I've been spending the last six months kind of on a roller coaster of, uh, you know, trying to get over her. She comes back in my life. Seems like a chance disappears back in my life disappears back in my life but has a boyfriend will they won't they uh and and it's completely being her call because i'm in i'm or i'm here like hey like when you decide either way let me know and it seemed like she um she let me know in a um you know not unkind but direct way and to cheer myself up, I was like, I'm going to get stoned and watch Clerks 3. 
15 bucks on Amazon. And I'm watching these characters who are now in, you know, in their late 40s deal with loss as I'm dealing with a loss, not just loss of a relationship, loss of someone uh, close to me, you know, not just the loss of like the idea of someone losing a future that I envisioned. You know, I, I, you know, I haven't been shy. I was like, I, I saw myself having a family with this woman. I never think about having a family because I can't even get a woman to stick around for two years. So I was trying to come to terms with the fact that this whole future, this alternate timeline, if you're an MCU person, this other multiverse, like this felt like a nexus point where where life branches off in a different direction because it's not going to be with her. And I'm watching Dante deal with the loss of the past 15 years going a, a different way than he imagined when he hooks up with Becky in Clerks 2. And when Randall's character has to deal with loss towards the end of the film, he has to give this speech. And um, I'm hearing you know, a guitar in the background in the score. And I'm hearing this guitar lightly in the background, you know, in the soundtrack. Um, and, and I'm thinking like, that can't be, that can't be that song. No. Um, you know, this film has already been emotional to me at several moments. And, and then all of a sudden, um, you know, Randall stops speaking and the words come through and it's stay with me. Um, you're all I need. You know, I'm, I'm not, I know I'm not a singer. <laughs> I'm a comedian with a fuck show. But you know, I hear the lyrics, and it is Just Breathe, which was a very important song for me and Wallet No Lady. And I lost my shit. I had to pause the movie, and I'm just, I'm like screaming into a pillow, like, no, no, no. You know, it's, you ever see like a, a flick where like a character starts to have a, a, a mental episode, and they're like kind of hit in their head, and, and it's, it's as if there's nothing around them, and there's, staring at some fixed point on the floor being like no this can't be and like that's how i was on my couch watching clerks three what because i was watching randall have to let go and um in a moment where i had to let go it was a fucking freaky experience because kevin smith is not known for his (laughs) He's not known for his um his uh, uh, emotional directing. He's not known for, you know, heavy filmmaking. Although I've seen hints of it and I've always given him credit for it. Clerks 2, that silent shot of Randall where you're spinning around him right before the donkey fuck show. Yeah, no, that's an emotional moment that no one gives him credit for. Jersey Girl, come on. But I'm like, damn you, Kevin. And when I could finally hit play on the movie again, um... There's like five more minutes left as, you know, one, one final scene. And then when, when the scene's done, it's spoiler alert, but not really. The film ends the same way all the Clerks movies ends with the same shot and the same pullback, right? And you can guess who's at, you can kind of guess what's at the end of that pullback. Hey, uh, you know, Clerks fans, you know, love that milk. You know, um, the, the, the song he chooses, he always picks really good. Kevin's good at picking songs. The end of Clerks is Can't Even Tell by Soul Asylum. And yeah, I mean, it's got lyrics like, you know, I may never get what I want, but I'm happy just to die trying. 
End of Clerks 2 is Misery. You know, Misery loves company. And, and now Dante's got company. You know, kind of they got a little crew. Dante and Randall both have company now, you know, as they, as they buy the quick stop. And at the end of Clerks 3, there's a song and I don't know it. And as a Jersey native, I'm surprised I don't know this song. It's called I'm from New Jersey by some dude, John Gorka. It, it had some Springsteen esque vibes to it when it started to play and i was like oh a bruce song that's good for him he could afford a bruce song that's good uh, no it's a, but and I, I i had never heard this before and i'm listening to it as they pull back and the song's just about like being kind of simple from new jersey simple life i'm from new jersey i don't expect too much my mom's italian we got big hair we got shopping malls right it's a lot like that but it starts and ends with this this uh, lyric, you know, I'm from New Jersey. I don't expect too much. If the world ended today, I would adjust. I would adjust. Euphoria at the end of Clerks 3. I will adjust. Even when it feels like the world has ended. And I woke up. The next day, I woke up on Sunday, and it was the first day I didn't feel achy from the COVID. It's the first day I wasn't exhausted when I woke up from COVID. It was the first day I didn't wake up and immediately think of Wallet No Lady and feel so depressed. I woke up lighter. I woke up feeling a little freer. It was amazing. How much of that was COVID? How much of that was Clerks 3. I don't know. But I know it wasn't not at all, Kevin. It was great to hang out with those characters again after all this time and uh, and see where where they ended up. But um, fuck. Sad movie. Funny. Great for a Kevin Smith fan. Do not watch Clerks 3 unless not only have you seen Clerks and Clerks 2, you like enjoy this universe. Otherwise, I don't think you'll like it very much. But um, man, that it resonated hard. And then I had um the then I had a nice call with this uh with a fella from Canada who's uh, also going through a breakup and wanted to talk about it and um Apparently, that's is that a new thing I'm offering these days? It's now happened twice in the last month. Uh, I got listeners who are going through tough relationship stuff, and they just want to vent to me for an hour for a hundred bucks, and um, you know, happily we'll do it. Hope hope y'all are doing okay. But um, yeah, then we commiserate for an hour on the phone. So. Uh, similarly to Clerks 3, you know, if you don't love Billy, if you're just popping in on this episode or you're you're a very casual listener, then like I, you probably skipped all that that I just did. But uh, it felt important to share all that with you. So thanks for listening. I feel uh, I feel released. There's no more holding on the hope. There's no making decisions somewhat based on like, oh, but then how would that affect things? Well, wallet note lady, should I keep this open here? That it's, it's, you know, she knows she has my number. She knows she can call. She knows I would answer that call. She knows I'd be thrilled to go on a date, but does not look like that's happening anytime soon and probably ever. So I have to adjust and I will. 
because I'm from New Jersey. All right, before we get to this week's guest, Michelle, let's do a quick fan whore appreciation moment. Uh, just like I appreciate Meryl's mom for the uh, for the hot tip for her daughter's Man Whore podcast episode, I also appreciate every member of Fan Whore Nation who supports my work on Patreon. Patreon is the best way you can support what I'm doing uh, and keep me keep me moving and grooving, keep me on the mics. Uh, so this week, I want to say a very special thank you to Flavory Avery. Flavory Avery, what a cute name. Um, shout out to you. You, uh, She's been amazing uh, and active in the Champagne Room, our Discord server. Uh, so so big fan. Uh, she's, she's won our coveted Covered and Come prize, which is a weekly prize I give to uh, people in the Champagne Room who have the best comment of the week. You get a little flair that distinguishes you as covered in cum so flavory avery thanks for supporting the man whore podcast on patreon hope you enjoyed the cum and i hope you listener will consider uh popping on it it just costs two dollars joining up and you can become a member today at patreon.com slash man podcast and when you do you'll be able to join us tomorrow night for hot movie night with debbie does dallas Patreon.com slash podcast. Do it. Let's go chat with Michelle. I mean, I remember, yeah, I remember quite a bit. I mean, the timeline is blurred. Like, if you ask me, like, what was the year and what was the date? Like, I would be like, I'm not even sure what yesterday was. Um, thanks, COVID. But I do remember, like, our date, if that's what you're asking about. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember we had two dates. We, you came to Greenpoint. We walked around um, outside. It was like partially freezing. And <laughs> then I came over here the second date. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely, that is an accurate uh, recap. That's like the box score <laughs> uh, recap of, of those. That's for sure. Uh, you, you were my first like proper date, like mm-hmm. after vaccination. Wow. Uh, like, like date, not, you weren't the first person I met up with, but it was like you were the first person where I was going on a date with like a date intent and I was not expecting anything sexual to happen potentially at the end of our very, very cold walk around Greenpoint date. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I got you. I, now I'm trying to remember like I had been on a, like a couple of video dates and I think that might have been one of my like first in-person ones too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I only did one video date. It's actually with the, the other woman I interviewed last week who's okay. part of this little string um the only person i did that and it was great with her but i was like i do not want to be doing video dates i'm just like we can go to a park we can shout i just no, th- i'm good i'll wait if everyone says we have to do video dates for another nine months i'll be like you know then i guess i'm gonna wait nine months really? i'll go back to the glory hole i don't know i <laughs> i feel like I almost want to do a video date before i have to commit to meeting somebody in person okay because i feel like the video date, I can, I can assess whether this person is like worth my time or not. Is that fucked up? No, that's what most people's <laughs> argument was for. That's what this woman last week her argument was for. I only agree because we did have such good texting chemistry. I was like, you know what? I'll go. I'll hop on for an hour. Yeah. End up being like a three hour video date, and I was like, what is this college? What is this? <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, but it's like it's such a time investment going to meet somebody getting ready just to have it like i feel like within the first couple of minutes you kind of know if you have like a connection with somebody mm. at a basic level and 
it's just such a waste when that's not there. It's such a bummer. Did you feel like uh, within the first several minutes of meeting up with me that it was a waste? <laughs> no, obviously not. I mean, I came back for round two, but... I'm, I mean, I am a fan of like giving more than one shot. Like I, if something just feels discordant, that's one thing. But like I like to give cute maybes at least, you know, a second a second date. I, I think a lot of people say no to second dates because the first wasn't like perfect. And I go like, just... You know, we, we all have nerves. We have this. That's even in the prequel times, we all had that, right? Like you right. have first date jitters. You might fumble on a thing, whatever. So I'd be like, you know, if it was good enough, let's go. Let's go round two. Let's. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'm glad I didn't wasn't like a waste of time in, in, in right no, up front. No, it was good. It was good. It was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was fine. It's fine. <laughs> what what, uh, what do you do? You remember any highlights from the walk around? Um, just that you had. It was a good conversation. Like we were, I don't remember exactly what we spoke about, but like I remember it being like a good back and forth, minus it being freezing. My, minus it being freezing. I remember that the the bad boys. You have a bad boy issue. Oh yeah, I do have a bad boy issue. I do remember that. I, I used re- to. I'm trying to recover, <laughs> so I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, wait, are, were you, were you, did you at all think, by the way, that like after that, like one or two days, did you think like this call would happen at some point? No. No. When you reached out, I was like, whoa, flashback. <laughs> it's like, what's this guy want? <laughs> you for content. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually the case. Yeah. Just kidding. Oh, no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Fucking a lot of TikTokers. <laughs> <laughs> Better than bad boys. Come on. No, 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 no. Just after you get dressed, can we do this like dance? It's- <laughs> Can we do this? We're gonna put some funny captions on this it. This flash mob. Yeah. No. <laughs> Draw a line down the center and both people stand in the middle and be like, okay, uh, if you came, you go to this side. If you don't come, you go to this side. And <laughs> different direction. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was surprised. I was very surprised to have you reach out again, but it was welcome. Yeah. No, no hard feelings or bad feelings whatsoever why ever would there be bad feelings <laughs> why ever why would there be bad feelings i don't know <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i reread the the last text exchange to like reorient myself and i was like yeah no i think i left her on good terms yeah so no, I, we did. I, I left her with like nipple play and oral and like in good yep. conversation i was like that's there are worse ways to to leave someone i, I don't harbor as long as someone's communicative it doesn't I, I mean, what are you going to do? Yeah, like, my roommate was like, would you ghost her? I was like, no, no, I said a very nicely worded text message, I think. Yeah, no, you did. I think, like, if someone's communicative, there's really no hard feelings. Like, I might be disappointed, but, like, I'm not going to be disappointed in that person. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, there's other behavior where I would be, like, let down by that person and not want to speak to them again. Such as? I recently, like, I recently met up with somebody. We had a great date. We were communicating after and he just like fell off the face of the earth. And I'm like, this, this sucks. Like I hate online dating. (laughs) Now, why was it? Why did you think it was amazing? Well, he ended up spending the night on the first date. Oh my God. Such a slut. Um, um, Do you, do you know where you are right now? (laughs) Like, like we walked around Greenpoint. That was like reserved for me. I had to like, did we kiss at the end of the date? Yeah, we might have. Okay. Cause like, I don't tend to not i don't tend to know if a date went well if there wasn't something so if i'm like i need to get at least a kiss just to know that like they had a good time right otherwise they're just probably being nice be like oh, okay that was fine goodbye yeah yeah no i mean like 
You're, so what I'm saying is like, uh, normally I'm such a slut. I'm like, you know, if we didn't do double anal first night, I don't, do they like me? Are they into this? Are they into this she hasn't, she hasn't even felt my prostate. Like how, how much, how well could she even know me? Something like that. So I was like, so, you're in a very well now, sl- safe slut environment. Great. There I are feel, titties on I the feel wall. Better. You're good. I know. I'm, I keep my, my eye keeps gravitating towards like dick and titty and it's just great. It's fantastic. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess like I thought the date went well because we had good conversation. He came over. He initiated texting after that date. And we texted back and forth. Like he would initiate the texting back and forth. And then like, I just don't know. dropped off. Yeah, just dropped off. Now what happens when, when a dude drops off the face of the earth like and you think things are otherwise going well? What, what do you do? And how, like when do you know you're probably being ghosted? I I can I have like a big it's very easy for me to pick up on people's like energy and like their text patterns or whatever. Okay. I don't know if that sounds crazy, but like I can tell like when someone's like not into it. And I guess like if I've been texting with the person like every other day or whatever and then it goes 3 days and I haven't like heard from them, I'm like, oh, they probably I'm very jaded at this point. So like if I haven't oh, I heard. <laughs> nice. This is why I didn't get a third I mean, date. You're, you're an online dating pro. I was just like. Yeah. And so I guess I figure that much. It disappoints me because I feel like we're adults. And like if you're not feeling something, it's mm-hmm. very easy. I guess it's not easy for some people, but I feel like it's easy to communicate that without like just dropping off the face of the earth. But I won't like, I won't go back after the person and be like, why uh, I thought, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll just kind of let it die. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's on me a little bit too. I mean, I've given less of a fuck as the years have gone on. (laughs) So like, that's the beauty of almost being 40. (laughs) Like you give less of a fuck of what people think. I forgot that you're almost 40. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this is a good look you got going on right now. Thank you. Yes. The hair is like, do you have a job interview? Like, this is. <laughs> I feel like this is like, this is an interview. Oh, it is. But it's like, has no professional consequence for you. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. You got to adjust to impress. You got to, you got to step it up. You're looking impressive. Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. I lost 30 pounds. <laughs> oh, congratulations. Thank you. Since I saw you or. Yeah. Like, okay. Since. Yeah. I probably gained a little bit since I saw you and mm-hmm. then lost it just since July. Cool. Yeah. I've probably, I don't know what I've gained since I saw you. I'm probably about the same. I'm at yeah. the heaviest I've been in my life and people keep like, yo, you working out? And I can't tell if people are like being sincere <laughs> or if they're saying that because they can see I got bigger and they want me to feel better. <laughs> because I know that's a move people do. And if people had never done that fucking move, I wouldn't be so suspicious of it. Right. The reason I even got on Weight Watchers when I was 22 or yeah, when I was like 22, I got on Weight Watchers. So I went on a date with some chick from NYU. We go out to drinks. We have some fun. We fold around her in her dorm room. And then I go, I went home. And the, like, I think it was a few days later, we were texting and talking about like, hey, had a good time, had fun. Do you want to hang out again? And she's saying, yes, yes, I want to hang out again. That was fun. By the way, if you lost like 15 pounds, that would be cool with me. That's terrible. And I'm, that's like verbatim. That's that's a terrible person right there. You want to know the even more terrible part? What? 
I had gained exactly 15 pounds since I had oh graduated college. That like she like eyeballed the number I was self-conscious about. It was 15. Yes, it is the 15 extra. And she saw it. And I was like, I'm not fooling anybody. Where's Oprah? Where's she at? Do I need a calculator <laughs> for these points? Okay. That's terrible. Yeah, it was terrible. I couldn't go to McDonald's anymore. It's like I picked up a napkin. That was three points right there. Who fucking says that? Yeah. <laughs> like idiots. We're adrift in a sea of morons. I, I want that woman on this show very badly. We just have not been in the same state <laughs> in a, in probably a decade. But oh I will God. continue to aspire to... What is her name? It's probably in a fucking dock on my computer, I'm sure. But yeah. Oh, my God. I'd, I'd be willing to listen. Nicole. Up. That's what it was. Fucking Nicole. Fucking Nicole. Weight Watchers instantly. Oh, my God. I need her to be on this couch so that you can literally ask her, like, why would you say such a thing to a person? <laughs> well, she's going to probably start the conversation. Where it was like, well, I was 18 years old and an idiot. And I'd be like, well, that's. That's all you can hope for. Yeah. She ended up like of... dropping out of college, uh, going in and out of like some rehab stuff. And now she's like very woo woo. I think making music in Hawaii under a different name uh like i to the point i had to like write down the fake name for if i ever wanted to reach out to booker right i had to write it so i can keep track oh my god (laughs) hawaii (laughs) there was not a second date i was not interested (laughs) okay in a second one after that okay i was like it's weird like you want to fuck me but like i don't want you to want to fuck me if you think i'm 15 pounds too heavy no of course not (laughs) i want you to think i'm hot i would be mortified (laughs) Do people. do guys make comments like that to you, like on a date or via text or on dating apps about your body in a mm. way that we're talking about? No, I, I have, thankfully have not. But I have heard of friends having that happen. Mm-hmm. So it does exist out there, obviously. But I have thankfully not had that happen. Mm-hmm. I wonder sometimes if like I or I used to wonder before I lost like weight. I used to wonder if like my pictures accurately represented like my body because I, I felt very uncomfortable like with that waking. So the one that you had experienced like during COVID, I, I'm vaguely. Yeah, there was some body talk both on like both our dates. Yeah. Mm. And I think like I was very insecure about that. Like, I don't know. I just feel like losing the. Well, when I had put the weight on, I just was like very self-conscious about like whether people were even were not into me because I didn't look like my pictures, even though I had posted recent pictures. Or if they were just like not into you regardless, like you want to know, like, was it an expectation I set and didn't live up to or is this just like you weren't into this yeah, period? exactly. It's like online dating so tough. And also like this is I'm going to say it. I'm going to throw this out there, but I feel like, like, I feel like men are not attracted to me. It's like the weirdest thing. Like, it's so hard for me to get like a second date. Mm. That's what it feels like anyway. I'm sorry to hear you feel that way. Yeah, I know. It's a bummer, but I'm not, I'm not like crushed over it. You know, like I, I am not one of those people that needs to have somebody with them all the time mm. or like needs a boyfriend all the time. I just, it would be nice. But if it doesn't happen, that's okay too. I don't think it, I would doubt it has to do with your body. I remember liking your body. I went, went back to the text and I was like, I, I, I told you that you were, 
that I was like, thank you for like letting me give you something that you complained you had not gotten in a while. Yeah. And then like I complimented your body and it was like, I really dug your body and like I thought you were being too hard on it. I appreciate that because I do remember that. Mm. That like stuck with me because at the time I really didn't like my body. So like I appreciated that. Okay. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, you, and you look great now. So like, I don't oh, think thanks. it's the body. It's, unfortunately, you might have to deal with this whole pesky personality thing. It's, no, the, it's, uh, it's no. the personality. I doubt it's you. It's, I doubt the, mount, it's, you. it's the mind, no. the emotions, the you, mental, you, emotional. You, I forgot how strong like Long Island Jersey vibes you give, though. <laughs> I forgot. Like you've got like the healthy like Italian, uh, like, you know, tri-state Italian look. Oh, my God. Do I? Oh, yeah. Really? Oh, this hair. And like, like it's not a bad thing, but this is like, this is Jersey mom look. This really? Is, oh, yeah. I went to school with mo- kids whose moms looked like you. Yes. Shut your 100%. mouth. Like, really? That 100%. makes me feel awful. No, awful? What? No. Yes. Why? Because, like, who wants to look like a New Jersey? I want to look like a New well, Jersey mom? Well, careful. I've got two New Jersey, okay, like, license plates on my door. Right. Those, those are my sorry. people. I'm just no. saying. <laughs> like, New at Jersey my moms age. are hot. I think they have, like, high fashion. I think they care about their looks. And then I think they got some, like, strong attitude. Like, also, like, your voice, like, your mannerisms. I- I like can see minded. the attitude. You I have, can see uh, the attitude. You give off Jersey. You you serve Jersey, as the kids are saying now. What if I'm from Long Island? I, yeah, but there's like the same thing. I know, they're like conjoined. They're twins. the same with like the, the, the hairline difference of an accent. Gosh. <laughs> All right, that's... I, I see, but I you, see what you're saying. The problem with your look is that it can attract... A lot of cops. I know. A lot of cops it, and firefighters. A lot of and construction workers. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people who work for the city or have their work subsidized by the city, right? It's like <laughs> But how do I change that look? Oh my God. You have a you attract people who have like a, a hard working job with a pension. Yeah, and who are conservative. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I think you told we were talking about because like I think you said your dad is like conservative. Yeah, and then he's I, a conservative and he's a cop. And or he was, mom a, he was was, a cop. Mom's like kind of looser. No, they're no. both conservative. Oh, okay. Never mind. <laughs> they're both conservative. I can sway her sometimes, but like, sure. no, they're both really conservative, yeah. and it's really annoying. But yeah, but yeah, like no, you have a you have a great body. Like you, I Thanks. don't know. I don't know how much I should like objectify it or not. I don't know. How no, I that is, I but. hear you. <laughs> I appreciate it. I do. But yeah, my my mind is just like opening up where I'm like, oh, is that why? I track the bad boys. Like what? Well, do you like normally when someone doesn't want another date, do you usually assume it's body or like, do what do you usually think? Or do you just try not to think about it? At this point, I assume it must be personality. <laughs> like I'm like, I'm like, or, or I'm like, I'm a monster. Like, I don't know like what's happening. This is what online dating does. It makes you like second guess certain things about yourself. Yeah. What else know. besides the body? Do you like second guess about yourself? I guess like how I come across to people versus how I think of myself. Okay. Like I'm like, is that not matching? Like, I don't know. Like I think I'm pretty funny and like witty and like down to earth. And I'm like, but is that not the impression that I'm giving? That just sounded really conceited, but. No, no, it's good. You have to be able to say the things that are your strong suits. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because otherwise, if you're just like a. Uh, an always half apologetic mess who's just like I'm sorry like always like kind of half apologizing for parts themselves like what's attractive about that you want you want you want to date somebody who has confidence about at least some parts of themselves right I hate myself but there's some parts of myself like I will say like these are my strong suits I am very confident in these right yeah no I think like that's part of the reason as I've gotten older it doesn't bother me as much like I won't 
pester someone if I don't think they're into it Mm -hmm. because I am, I mean, I am who I am. Like I'm confident in, I do think I'm a good person and like I'm worth getting to know and like I'm fun. And, (laughs) And I, at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't want to be anybody else. So Mm. it is what it is. Like if someone doesn't find that attractive, I don't, I don't know what to do about that. Okay. Well, what do you think are your strong suits in dating? In dating? Um, I'm a good conversationalist. I can talk about anything, really. I can okay. talk to a brick wall. I have, I have two. You can turn around. I know. I can turn one, around and just way. go for it. <laughs> um, I think it doesn't take a lot to make me happy. Give me a dive bar and like a good jukebox and we're ready to go like and i think or i could just go for a walk like we did like it doesn't have to be anything crazy like i'm not demanding i guess is what i'm saying okay and i think i'm nice (laughs) like i think i'm a nice person uh definitely nice thank you i yeah i feel like i care about other people and i'm i concede like I give room for other people to like share about themselves and things like that. Mm. So yeah, I, I feel like I do what I perceive to be the right things, but it's not translating into what you would ultimately like. Right. Like what would you like in your life right now from a sex and relationship standpoint? I'd like to be in like a solid relationship, but that to be honest, that has always been hard for me. I, I don't, I haven't had that many relationships Mm -hmm. in my life. That's where the whole like, are men even attracted to me? That's where that like comes from. You'd be like, well, eventually, like if if like after all these years and all these dates and all these hookups and whatever, nobody wants to like hang around that much longer than like, Mm -hmm. I am a common denominator. Like what's up? You know, that's natural to think. I haven't had a woman stick around for more than two years. I haven't even hit a two year anniversary with anybody. So then it's just like, well... Maybe I'm bad at, maybe I'm not a good boyfriend. I don't know. Maybe it's, you know, all those thoughts go in your head. Because, like, why wouldn't you? You you have no reason to to think otherwise. Right. I just feel like I'm swinging and missing every time. How have your views on dating, especially online dating, changed over the last, let's say, 15 years? As someone, like, approaching 40? I used to be more optimistic. <laughs> optimistic um, how? Like what was your you know, when you when you were 26? Like what going for a first date? Like what was going through your head usually? Like I would be like there's so many fish in the sea and like <laughs> I have all these options and um it just Would you be excited about the date you were about to go on? Yeah, I'd be like super nervous, uh-huh. like kind of excited, um probably more nervous than excited and I just had a feeling of like hopefulness about it. Not that I don't have that, but it's definitely eroded over time. Oh, we hear it. (laughs) You hear it in my voice. Oh, yeah. You hear it in my pessimistic. (laughs) Maybe that's it. Maybe I'm just like so jaded. That's what people pick up on. The I'm trying not to get my hopes up. That's Mm. what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like protect. So I'm like this probably isn't going to go anywhere like that sort of it's very Mm. negative yeah actually and do you think you bring that negativity to the date yeah like pull my hoops off i'm like let's (laughs) let's get to it no i'm just kidding i i try really hard not to Mm. i try to leave that at the door um yeah i try not to i don't i couldn't tell you if 
that still comes across. Mm. It's been exhausted. Like, it's exhausting. Like, yeah. it feels like work. Usually when that happens, I'll step away for a little while um, from the online dating. Because, mm-hmm. like, sometimes it's fun, but sometimes it feels like work. Like, mm. it feels exhausting. Tell me more about that. How does it feel like work? It feels like you're trying to find a needle in a haystack. Like, you're trying to mull through, like, not mull through, but, like, page through all these people and either you're not attracted to them or they have bad behavior or you know it's just like yeah but like poor behavior like ghosting like lack of communication saying stupid things like i heard we do that a lot oh my god (laughs) i don't understand how it's so hard not to say stupid things but it's apparently it's a challenge it is a challenge because the stupid thing comes into your head and you have to label it as stupid so it doesn't go out the mouth hole. <laughs> and if you miss the sticker, if you're like Lucy in that in the chocolate uh, wrapping right. scene and you miss it, then it goes out. And you're like, well, I didn't stop. It didn't have a stupid sticker on it. <laughs> Call Lucy. That's her fault. I need a woman to blame this on. Uh, so <laughs> I got you. I'm sipping my water. <laughs> uh, what are some what are some stupid things people say? What? I want what I want is like I want some I want the guys who date women to be like listening right now be like this is what you're doing to them. You okay. are you're beating them down by being so lame, shitty, uncommunicative uh or ugly, I guess. Uh and and now we have a woman who's like a per, like a, a very a nice and and good-looking woman who uh is is like so hopeless in dating. <laughs> Now look what you've done. <laughs> that's that's the attitude like I have towards the people who are not in this room listening is look what you did to her. <laughs> look what you did. No. Now I'm just like tell tell us what they said that made you this way. Um <laughs> one guy was like looks like Long Island produces a lot of good women. I was like oh do we grow in a field and you just like pick us and like that's we pro- we were produced like it's like that's weird. Other times people will I had one guy I um, was talking to, and we said on Friday, like, okay, let's meet up on Sunday. Okay. And then we didn't really, we didn't discuss, like, details of it. Yeah, but we said, let's meet up Sunday. But we said, let's meet up Sunday. So I didn't hear from him Saturday, and I just was like, hey, hope your weekend's going well. Don't hear anything. Sunday comes around, and it's like, still don't hear anything. And I'm like, oh, hey, just wanted to check if we're, like, still meeting up or not no just no response until like five o'clock and he was like oh yeah i can't meet up today that stuff is shitty to me yeah that was putting you as a placeholder in the calendar of like i have this option with breasts i could entertain right if like literally everything else i ends up like not working out and that's that's someone who didn't have the care to be like you know what i'm either a i'm not super excited about this date in the first place and maybe i shouldn't even dangle that out there that I am. So I'm going to just tell her, you know what? I'm actually not feeling super excited and hyped up. So I think I'm just going to pass annoying, but at least communicative, um, you know, or you have the people who just like, almost like forget, be like, yo, like we, we said like, we're going to be on this day. All you have to do is cancel. 
Right. All you have to do is be a human being and cancel. Don't tell me like, hey, I'm doing a two-day blowjob marathon. Your slot is at 3.40 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon in this quote-unquote hypothetical situation. And then, you know, Saturday comes along. You sent your share for the hotel room that everybody's chopping up. And all of a sudden, this person disappears. Might have been a scam. We don't have to talk about that. <laughs> all you have to do is cancel, lady, and say, uh, oh, yeah, but BJ Marathon's off. Sorry. That's yeah. all. That's all you have to do. That's it's not that hard. Don't leave someone hanging at the glory hole. You got to cancel. Otherwise, they're just standing in front of a curtain for hours. Right. And that's rude. And I've had like I've had other guys um I You te- super kept your composure through certain words there and I'm I applaud you. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> got zero rise out of you. <laughs> <laughs> I well, I feel like <laughs> I feel like the other thing that happens too is like we'll be talk I'll be talking to a guy and I'll be like this happened with the most recent guy. I'll be talking to him on like and I'll ask him on a Friday, "Hey, do you want to go out this weekend to grab a drink or whatever?" Don't hear from him till Monday. And he's like, "Oh, I'm just seeing this." How no you didn't. How are you just seeing this? No you didn't. You don't look at your phone for 2 days? That's crazy. That's not true. We call that a lie. Yeah. It's a horrible lie at that. Yeah, I didn't want to open. I'm just seeing this now because I chose not to see this till now. Right, exactly. <laughs> I like I can't. I can't with that behavior. Like mm-hmm. I think it's so shitty, and that just bugs. It bugs the hell out of me. It irritates me. Do you open yourself up to like just more kind of just sexual encounters, or you kind of only look in the date? No, I think like I have opened myself up more to just more casual like sexual relationships because i did not read that off of you last last year yeah i think like this is where the bad boy thing comes in because it's sort of like you take what you can get sometimes okay and so i feel like in the past i have lowered my like (sighs) bar like my bar is really that i want a relationship right but i've lowered that just to get like human connection Mm. oh that sounds so sad but (laughs) <laughs> but that's like what it is i mean that if that's your truth that's your truth yeah you don't like do you enjoy sex that's just for sex sake yeah i don't i don't have to have like a mind-blowing like romantic connection with mm. someone to enjoy sex i can have like just a sexual encounter encounter do you like that encounter encounter yeah i i mean i prefer encounters plural because i just figure if it's good <laughs> once uh why not repeat let's do this more sure um but you know here's a question for you huh? what what prompted you to not ask for the third date um i didn't feel like the romantic chemistry yeah and so i knew that and i didn't feel the biggest click and i couldn't tell i i didn't feel like the strongest vibes come off from you yeah i don't think there was like a sexual flip turned on at some point from either like i didn't feel like at some point you got like very like touchy flirty Mm -hmm. so i was trying to feel out if that vibe would work and you had complained about like not getting a lot from from people on a date Right. Um, and so I was like really excited to like kind of give that to you and like let's see what what's up there. And um, ultimately, I I remember the next morning knowing I need to shoot you a text. You just happened to beat me to it, but I was like, like I could ask for a third date, but I I felt I was worried I would ask for a third date. We'd set plans, and then I would maybe like not be super excited about it. Yeah. And I don't want you to be on a date with someone who isn't super excited to be on a date with you. Yeah, 
I think that makes sense. I but like I thought you were attractive, and I enjoyed chatting with you, and I enjoyed doing what I did in the bed, and so like those three were all fine, well, okay. and good. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh. Appreciate that. What did you think? So, oh, there's what I mean. So, did you want a third date? I think I was on the fence too. Mm-hmm. If I'm remembering, I think I would have. But I might have been on the fence too. I don't. What did I text you the next day? You said I beat you to it. I think I just said like what? Like I had a good time. Yeah. Um, Look at I, you saving all these texts. Okay, so this happened last week too with with Meryl, and I'm just like, am I the only one who who doesn't delete texts from any? I'm just like, I need these receipts. You never know. Um, so the last thing that was said was. Thank you for the cuddling last night and the nipple play and the oral sex and the car ride home. Much appreciated and needed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was feeling you out when I sent that, like feeling out where you were at. I think also like it has to do with my body image too. Like Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I don't feel comfortable in my body. So it's hard for me to like completely open up. Mm -hmm. That's like another thing that's been a thing. I mean, we got you open up a little bit. Yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah, a little we got, bit. We, we found we found some of the the, <laughs> the cheat codes. <laughs> Just a couple. I appreciate that. Yeah. As you approach forty, are you considering? <laughs> are you are you considering cougardom? Is this a thing that like? Do you think you could put up and like train a twenty three year old? Like, what do you see? No, hell no. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> I can't. My age preference right now, I think, is thirty five to. <laughs> 50 maybe oh wow i wouldn't even make it into you right now really wait how old are you when we met i was 31 oh shit yeah you wouldn't have made it in no how'd i get past the filter nice because <laughs> i changed it you're like let's just it's a little lower I'll just <laughs> I, ju- I just can't like i can't that's interesting because i thought you were older like i don't know well i know my hair makes it seem no not not physically (laughs) i mean like mature like maturity wise like communication wise so i i don't know what happened there you slipped through the cracks (laughs) (laughs) so so you couldn't you couldn't get into the whole like you know just dating like a a young mature for his age early 20s mid 20s something no so annoying No. no I mean, I have dated like a little bit younger and I just, I don't know, like the emotional maturity like isn't mm. there for the most part. Mm. And I can't deal with that. Tell us about the this bad boy dating history you have that is so problematic that you have to like be on the lookout for bad boys. Oh, well, I dated a heroin addict okay. at one point. Um, I matched with his good friend on Bumble. Okay. And I knew when I swiped right that this person was a bad boy. How, how'd you know? What, what, were the, what were the telltale signs? Just the... <laughs> just like the pictures, <laughs> the angle of the pictures. What angles say bad boy? Oh, my God. Sometimes, like, bad boys like to do selfies a lot, like bathroom selfies. Yeah. Not all, like some, there are people who do bathroom selfies that are not bad boys, but bad boys like bathroom selfies, (laughs) okay? Um, They usually, and this is interesting, they usually will say that they like compassion or empathic people because 
because they and they might not say it that way but that's the inference like they seek that in other people like Mm -hmm. that you'll be compassionate or like you'll be you'll be okay with like a drug addiction you'll be okay with like them being absolutely crazy bonkers like stuff like that so like my therapist for instance was like don't put that you're empathic and like compassionate like in your profile because you're attracting like all these people that are going to be like oh that means she'll understand x y and z that's so weird because when i see empathic in someone's bio i think like oh gosh she's in the crystals left (laughs) (laughs) i love crystals Oh, we found no. it. We found it. That's what's wrong with her. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so in any case, I swiped right on this person. We started talking. I was really attracted to him. And then it, this, it's kind of tragic. Like, should I say it? I don't know. Yeah. He ended up um, dying by suicide. While you were dating? We weren't technically dating. We were just like really, we became like really good friends. Okay. And we would talk every day and stuff like, like that. Like, did you make it into the note? Like, how close did y'all get? I mean, we had sex multiple times. And then like, I, I've been over like his house and he. It was like a situation. It was a situation. Yeah, okay. It was a situation. So like when I went to his wake the like his mom pulled me aside she was like oh my god like i want to introduce you to like all these people like it was very not how i planned to meet this family (laughs) no not at all and so then i think after that i i really like missed him and i think i wanted to be close to him in any way like i could be and i think Mm -hmm. his best friend kind of felt the same way. And I think we started talking through that. And then that's how we connected initially. How'd you find out when he died? Um, so another friend informed me. Um, she found okay. me on like Facebook Messenger. And how'd you, how'd you feel? That's... Oh, uh, awful. Yeah. It was awful. It was... I called his mom and she was like, you know, beside herself, obviously. And, um, yeah, I think I was one of like the last people he had talked to. So like, it just was, it was, he was struggling with drug addiction too. And so it wasn't completely like out of left field that it would have happened, Mm -hmm. but it was pretty shock. It was pretty shocking. Mm -hmm. And, um, the way he did it was very violent. And I think like. He was in the car. He shot himself up through the chin. And yeah, I think I missed him greatly because he wasn't just like a fling. He was like a good, like close friend of mine. And then, yeah, I think I developed this connection with some of his other friends like through that. And then that's how me and this other person met um, that had the heroin addiction. Yikes. How long did it take to for you to get like kind of over him or was it kind of a blend of getting into the friend helped get over him? Yeah, I guess it was like partially both, but you don't, I don't know, you don't get over something like that. Like mm-hmm. you, it sticks with you, but you, your grief changes, you know what I mean? Like you, 
um, go from thinking about it like every day, being sad about it, to like being able to look back on it without crying. Like mm. it shifts, it changes. But I think the dating was like initially like very part of that. Was he like your like first bad boy? No, he wasn't my first bad boy. Okay. There was a bad boy before that who like kind of moved in with me. What do you mean kind of moved with you? He was like there for like a month and then like okay. that turned into a fiasco. And so then that ended in calling the cops because he like did some crazy. He took my, he got paranoid that like I was going to see somebody else or I was going to talk to somebody else. And he took my laptop and like slept with it. And like then like what? took it downstairs. It was like this big thing, and I just like I went was online. It, you think like not having the laptops can prevent me from fucking I know, somebody? I know it was the people been fucking thing. people since before laptops. Yeah, it's like our, like our, our, like our parents' generation had to learn how to cheat on each other without the use of <laughs> technology. <laughs> but yeah, he got really weird, and he yeah. basically was like very jealous, and I had to call the cops because he wouldn't leave. He wouldn't leave the apartment. Right, and he didn't, like, technically live there. Right, right. Wow. So that was, like, a big thing. So, like, I have a history of this. Of the bad boys. Yeah, but it's weird because, like, I'm not... No, you're not at all. I would consider myself fairly, like, straight edge. Like, I don't... Not straight edge, but, like, I I don't dabble in any of that. Yeah. She's a nice lady is she's, what we're trying to say. She's everybody. a nice lady, folks. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Very put together, very clean. Like you have a tattoo, but you're not like covering yeah, tattoos. There's no. nothing wrong with being covered in tattoos. But like, you know, we know that the bad boys like their tattoos. Yes, that is another. What are what are some of like the telltale signs that you're talking to or dating a bad boy? A lot of them. I See, I don't want to pinpoint any one group of people and say like... He might be a bad boy if. <sighs> I mean, I think if the an- so long as the answer isn't just singularly like a certain race, I think it's probably safe to say. <laughs> no, I mean, like a lot of the okay, so a lot of the bad boys that I've no, been he's involved bad boy with, if he's Amish. Uh, <laughs> I think if you avoid that, you're no, I think a lot. I'll say with a lot of the guys that I've dated, the patterns. <sighs> Patterns are they have worked in construction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, don't worry. That's not an oppressed group of people. I think you're okay. <laughs> They've worked in construction. I don't mean to say that, like, it's not always been that way, but I'm that's in the construction crowd right oh now. Oh my they're god, just, they're I it feel off. awful. Uh, believe me, I love them. Like, <laughs> yeah. I clearly like it's like y'all know how to lay brick, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, real, it's, it's kind of true. Like, um. They're all a little rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't necessarily like. They haven't necessarily like. I'm. I can't say it because I'm like pegging people. It's like, okay. No, they they haven't necessarily like been to college or like had a formal like higher education. Mm. Um, they. This is so bad. <laughs> um. They just, they you can tell mostly by the pictures. Like they might have a shirtless selfie on or something. Okay. Or like, I have to think about this. What about the chin strap? Yeah, there's hair. that. The, there's the chin that. strap with the fitted? Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's a big, that's that's one, a big look. one. That's one look. 
to have. But you don't think you want like your your conscious mind says like you want like a good nice guy, right? Yeah. But then you your loins sometimes react to the bad boy. Is that I think right? I think what ended up happening was that I was dating like guys who guys who had gone to college, guys who were supposedly like professionals, like white collar mm. professionals, like blah blah blah. And I got so sick of them like ghosting or being non-communicative that I was like, maybe I shouldn't like be doing this. Mm -hmm. Maybe like the person I'm supposed to be with is from a completely different like set of circumstances than what I'm used to. Yeah. And so that's what kind of led me to swipe right on the guy that... Yeah that died you you were allowing yourself to to be open to other possibilities exactly because was... you were opening up to like well a construct there's actually a whole book i this guy john Berger wrote this book called datanomics and it was about like mixed collar dating the idea of like yeah. on okcupid if you only select like people with a certain level of education like th that level of education does not correspond with the personality traits you assume so like he had a friend who said like well i just want a guy who i want a guy who's gonna go to the opera with me and it's like he's like dude i he was like i went to brown i don't want to go to the opera right there's probably an electrician who makes six figures because electricians can make good money these trade dudes and they, there's probably some dudes that want to go to the opera with you the, the, the college education is not going to tell you who wants to go to the opera and who you know just wants to watch wrestling right right so you start thinking that this filter box will filter out this type of thing, but they actually are unrelated to each other. So right. you were like, I think I want people with similar lived experiences, college educated, this, that, and the other thing, maybe a salary job, an office job, whatever. But like those personality traits don't mean that the construction worker don't got them. Right. Exactly. But there are bad boys in finance. There are bad boys in construction. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you were letting yourself date construction workers and then ran into construction workers who happened to be bad, bad boys. boys. Exactly. Yes. I still swipe right on construction workers. Don't That's get me so wrong. tolerant of you. <laughs> this is terrible. <laughs> what? This Again, it's terrible. not a it's not a press class. Like you can't you there's no mar there's no construction workers <sighs> rights now march. You know, that's just the general labor uh, you know, organizing. <laughs> I know, but I you know, I like If it makes you feel workers. better, I come from a major construction family, so I'm giving you the official construction pass. Okay. I mean listen, Proceeded construction I does love... a lot of work around New York City. You may have banged one of our employees, who knows? So possibly. it's <laughs> it's possible. So I, I give you the the pass as from as the representative of construction right now. <laughs> I love construction workers. Yeah. That's part of the issue, okay? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I did want to mix up like who I was dating and in doing that, I felt like by mixing it up, I was getting more people who were straightforward, mm -hmm. who weren't like kind of dancing around the topic. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated that. And I think I stuck with that for a while. Okay. When you're swiping for the bad boys or any other things you look out for, like in a in a profile to be like, ooh, this that looks like trouble. Just like for me, like after having dated a heroin <laughs> addict, I if somebody says that they have like past addiction issues, mm -hmm. it can be a problem for me. It, it, it the, the the whole thing, the nice guys, the bad boys, like it's such like a long it's something that like has been complained about for so long. 
Like there's the like you're like I just want a good guy, but I keep wanting to bang the bad boys. And then there's the nice guys who get so frustrated because they're being nice guys and they see the bad boys succeed that they're like, well, maybe I should be a bad boy. Mm-hmm. And then and then that's not the answer either. But it's uh, I, I I'm someone who I like to think I'm trying to exert um good guy principles while like living a bad boy lifestyle okay i don't have set hours my income's a bit shaky uh you know you're never quite sure what i'm doing with my day but i'm clearly doing something yeah yeah i feel like i like to bring some of the bad boy excitement without actually being a bad boy you know what pops into my head when you said nice guys is that the like the nice guys are barely meeting the bar Like, just as much as the bad boys aren't meeting it. Like, the nice guys aren't that nice sometimes. Mm -hmm. Especially when they don't get their way. Yeah. Because they're like, but I was nice, so I should get my way. I did all the right things, so why am I not getting my way? Yeah. So nice guys aren't that nice. I think nice guys get nice guy. I recognize this in myself is uh, nice guy entitlement where you think, but if I did X and Y and Z and these were all the things that were asked of me, why am I not getting what I want? Yeah. And sometimes I have to check myself on that and remind right. myself, like, I am not entitled to something, um, that, you know, just because I tried to be a certain way. Like, um, but I hear, but I think that's where the nice guy meanness comes from. Or sometimes it's like fake and they're like, well, I'm being nice because I want to get pussy. And when right. I don't get the pussy, I get angry. And then I show that I'm not as nice a guy. Right. I think, like, did you see Promising Young Woman? Yeah. Yeah. So good. It's amazing. Oh. But that's what makes me think of it is that the night, even the quote unquote nice guy has a roofie in his pocket. Yeah. He's like, and he covers for like the not to ruin it for anybody, but he covers for the not so, the supposed not so nice guys. Yeah. So it's just like, I don't know. It's just that feeling like you can't win sometimes. So why date any of us? I know. That's, believe me, that's the hard part for me. When you're staring at your ceiling at night asking this question, what, what pops into your head? I mean, like, companionship like wanting to like i mean despite all of the like my bad boy track record i have dated like lovely people where like it's been nice to hang out with them and it's been like those like wonderful moments where you're hanging out with the person that you love and you get to just like laugh together or you get to like it's corny but like Mm -hmm. you feel a connection with somebody on a different level than just like a friendship connection. Mm-hmm. And I think like that's what makes me keep coming back to it is that I want that connection again. But, you know, there are definitely times where I'm like, fuck it. Like, I'm not gonna, like, why bother? Like, I'll just be alone. Like, I have no problem being alone. Mm-hmm. But there is that, like, connection piece that sometimes I'm, like, whether it's physical or, like, emotional, like, I think we all need, like, some sort of connection on some level. Yeah. It's a human need. It's a human need. Well, I hope, like, you can find someone that you connect with who's, like, not a bad boy. I, oh, my God. I want you to, like, I want you to like, get, like, some positive reinforcement for, like, sticking through with this whole dating charade that, uh, you, you know, you find yourself in and... I'm hoping, I'm hoping. And that they're like decent in bed. That's probably also important. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that would also be excellent. The trifecta of the decent in bed, emotionally and psychologically fulfilled. And I don't know what the third thing is. Who knows? I just wanted to say the word trifecta. I mean, I'm proud. Good job. Uh, (laughs) I won't edit it out. 
because it. it seems really important to you <laughs> to have said trifecta. So like, I'll keep it in there. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for I, fulfilling my wishes. <laughs> I had the weirdest thought. And the, so I'm sorry. I, I hope this isn't like important. I thought that my, I literally thought as you were like saying what you were saying before, I wonder if like she would enjoy like going to a sex party and like l- seeing like how hot she is. Yeah, maybe. Like if like I I don't know if it's this top that you're wearing because it's yeah no, it's, it's you know, very well it's like it's like so it's like it's a little mesh and it has like some what do you call black was it rhinestones or dots sp- just dots dots okay so it's like this mesh thing and it's got some dots up like above the cleavage and so it's reminiscent to me of like lingerie or the type of outfits that people wear to these play parties I was like I don't know I feel like if you like walked around play party in like some hot piece of lingerie like you would just get flagged down by couples and dudes and people. And mm-hmm. then you would leave being like, oh, yeah, I'm a hot piece of ass. Yeah. And the whole body thing might actually dissipate for at least 24 hours. Yeah. There's something about having a bunch of people wanting to fuck you and you having to actually choose like who can play around with you and not. I don't know why that popped in my head. No, I, was like, I mean, you're not wrong. Okay. You're not wrong. I didn't want to overstep, but. Just, no, yeah. no. I'm I believe me I've thought of like I've thought about stuff like that or thought about threesomes and stuff like that so it's not completely like out of left field well if you ever need an invite to a party where there's like 200 people who will validate the fuck out of you uh happy to invite a friend over good to know welcome to go good to know I was just like I had to just I don't know I completely visualized you walking through that basement it's not a creepy basement it just happens to be the sub level (laughs) it's where most play spaces but I had just like vision of you just like very confidently walking through the room and people being drawn to you and I don't know why that went into my head but I guess it's like now a wish I have for you whether it's at that party whether it's at a party or in life I appreciate um, yeah. that. I'll take it. Because I sense all the frustration off of you. I know. I'm sorry. No, I wish don't be sorry. that. You didn't do that. I wish wrong. that that wasn't the impression that I gave, but it is true. And thank you for sharing uh, your truth with us. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. Um, before we go, are there any other thoughts, uh, any other remaining thoughts or questions you have about our uh, limited interactions? No, I just, I did really appreciate, like, your communication and, like, the fact that you thought to tell me that I had a nice body and, like, I I very much appreciated that. That was, that always stuck out to me. Oh, I'm glad it did. Yeah, uh, thank and you. F- the bar continues to be on the floor for me to trip <laughs> over because, fellas, that's where it is. <laughs> and regardless of your thoughts about Michelle, like, y'all, as in all of us, uh, are part of that. <laughs> you can think, like, oh, I think this, I think might be this, it might be this. Okay, but it's also definitely the bar is low. Uh, and that can be <laughs> fucking soul-crushing, I can't imagine. <laughs> but, uh, Michelle, thank you for coming to chat with us. And, You're so uh, welcome. Thank you for having me. Yeah. What was your first impression of me? Oh, you were on the fence of like bad boy, but good guy. <gasps> yes. Yeah. 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 You had on like Tim's or something. No, but I was like, this is interesting. That, is that a red flag too? Tim's or Tim's no, a red flag? No. I think, no, that's very clearly. I have a pair. Like, I have a pair from my Tim's, ex. So he had, gave off bad boy vibes. 
Oh my god, I'm a horrible person. You're not you you're so I've never seen someone so worried to offend construction workers who wasn't thinking about the mob. I guess the only reason you don't want to offend construction workers is because they might be connected. Otherwise I love them. They're great. I I mean not fuck them, just more like, you know, it's I know, I gotta they're not a protected class. (laughs) I love them though. I mean, I then I want you should find maybe maybe I need to arrange a arrange a proceed construction um a speed dating like a mean green can i do a bachelorette <laughs> with just singles from Perseda construction uh and they will all wear their tims oh my god and 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 then you get five minutes this is actually i love i this would idea. not know what to do <laughs> you would cream yourself you'd be like i'm surrounded by my type <laughs> you joke i think i can make this happen i've made weirder things happen on this podcast because you seem not repulsed by I'm the not idea. Repulsed by the idea. I have to hit oh up my, my cousin God. and be like, Travis, do you know like five to six decent dudes at Presida who are single and are like again decent because mm-hmm. that's where the bar is. Right. At it's really low. It's on the ground. You're at kicking decent. it. You're yeah, kicking it. That's my goal every day is to kick the the thing. <laughs> Just as long as I fell over. When I showed up in Tim's, did you think I was in construction? You're like maybe his day job's laying brick. No, I don't think I thought that. Okay. I think I just was like, "Oh, I could have a little little bad boy here, okay. a little bad boy to him." And then, and then, what made you realize, like, "Oh God, he's not a bad boy at all." Um, I don't know if I had that moment. Oh, I think I still think of you <sighs> as like maybe a little bit of a bad boy. Gosh, love yeah. it. That it's like a, an adjacent way to call me pretty is uh, <laughs> kind of like a bad boy. I'm like, what? Me with my Susan Sarandon poster? I know. Oh, my God. I forgot about her. How could I? (laughs) Okay. Michelle, for real this time. Thanks again. Why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Thank you. Goodbye, everyone. I appreciate you. If Michelle's mom is listening, uh, my Venmo and Cash app are in the show notes. Just in case you don't want to get outdone by Meryl's mom. You know, it's no pressure, though. (laughs) Folks, okay, hang tight real quick. I got a little more content coming for you in just a moment. Folks, did you enjoy my conversation with Michelle? Did it bring you down a bit? Dudes, are you maybe starting to get the idea? Shit's tough out there for them, and like, we're kind of why. And then when you want to go, yeah, but it's tough for us and their why. Yeah, but a lot of their shit is in reaction to our shit. I feel like there are a lot of women who might have been commiserating with Michelle throughout this episode. That's that's just all I'm saying there. There have got to be reactions to the content of this conversation. And you should share your thoughts and opinions and questions on this in the champagne room. We've got over 500 whoreheads on the Discord server chatting about all sorts of topics, but we also have an episode discussion channel. You can jump on in and let us know what you thought about this show. And you can always email me with your comments, your questions, your criticisms to manhorpod at gmail.com. Thank you to Nadine for the tea. Uh, you can also, on occasion, if I trust you, email me for my address. I just might give it to you to send me something nice. I got a wonderful box over the weekend full of Halloween candy. And a new mug and a tea strainer and some non-caffeinated tea with a little bit of honey. That was very sweet of you. Tomorrow, we got Hot Movie Night. I hope I'll be seeing you there. For more information, click the link in the show notes. But all you got to do to watch porn with us is 
be in the champagne room and be a member of the fan whore community on Patreon at any tier. Speaking of Patreon, I'm about to play a teaser of an old bonus episode. I, I don't have a new bonus coming out tomorrow. So I'm going to play a teaser for my bonus episode with Sophie St. Thomas, the sex witch. Uh, in, in our bonus episode, we she gave me a tarot reading that I found very interesting. Actually, I, I may need to re, re-listen to this tarot reading because it's, it's a few months before I met Wallet Note Lady. So, you know, uh, maybe, maybe there was something there. Or maybe it's just tarot. I don't know. I'm a dumb boy. Love you, Wallet Note Lady. If you couldn't help but listen... Everybody else, stay slutty. Okay, now finally, this is, I actually love this spread for you. This is literally the threesome card. This is three people just <laughs> drinking some wine, dancing around, getting a little touchy, and having a good time. Like, carefree. So it looks like you could have that, you know, like your hacienda parties and the loving relationship that even turns you into like an old man who is like, oh, my family, everyone. <laughs> what we're saying is uh, we hope, Billy, that one day you get to be but a But you're dude. standing in your own way somehow. you got to take off the chains.